Lekutei Sichis Chelek Chof Aleph, Sicha Aleph, Parshas Yisrei. We learn the schos and the merit of a refuah shlema for Henya Rivka Bas Brocha Dvorleya. May she experience miraculous healing. In this week's Torah portion, in chapter 19, Perikutes, in verse 2, Posuk Beis, we learn that the nation readied for Matan Torah. The verse tells us, Vayichan Sham Yisrael, Neged Hahar, the nation of Israel camped at the mountain. Rashi quotes the words Vayichan Sham Yisrael and explains Kiish Echod Echod, they camped as one man with one heart. That was the case here, says Rashi. But Shar Kolachanias, Bitar Umais all their other encampments were with strife and infighting. The emphasis in Rashi's explanation is understood to be, as the Mechilta explains it, on the word Vayichan, which is a word in a singular tense, which is unusual and different to the usage in other verses that talk about encampments, the word Vayachanu in the plural. Rashi thus explains that then, Shum, or there, they were like one, they camped like one man with one heart, and the other encampments were fraught with arguments. Therefore, elsewhere, in regards to other encampments, the Torah states vayachanu in the plural. But accordingly, we would want to understand, if Rashi's explanation is essentially to explain the word vayichan and its singular tense, Rashi then would only quote that word from the verse. Yet Rashi quotes the three words together, Vayichan Sham Yisrael, Israel rested there. Regarding Rashi quoting the word Sham, we could explain that it's significant to the fact that it was only Sham there where Vayichan in the singular tense, they camped as one man with one heart, but it wasn't with, in the, the case with all the other encampments. And in fact, it's only from here that we know that the other encampments were bitar umais ubemachloikis, fraught with dissension and strife, from this word in Torah, sham, there. And the word vayachanu, they camped, in the plural, tells us simply that all the different tribes and the many different people there camped, but with no strife between them towards one another. So we have one word that Rashi quotes from the verse in this explanation, which puzzles us yet, and that is Yisrael. Vayichan Sham Yisrael is the full quote from the Pasuk, from the verse. Why does Rashi quote this word Yisrael? In fact, this word Yisrael refers to a nation, a unit of people, all making up one nation. So if we're referencing a unit of people, then the singular term Vayichan is actually grammatically appropriate. Why then does Rashi specifically tell us that what Vayichan means is like one man with one heart? It would seem that we could suggest that Rashi's proof for this is not particularly from the word Vayichan, but from how the verse changes 
from the earlier usage of Vayachanu Bamidbar, they camped in the desert, using the plural tense, to the term Vayichan Sham in the singular. In this very same verse, the verse tells us Vayavoyu Midbar Sinai, they came to the desert of Sinai, Vayachanu Bamidbar, they camped in the desert, Vayichan Sham Yisrael, and there they camped, the nation camped. And this is what causes Rashi to explain that as they camped at the mountain, they were like one man with one heart. Yet we find in several Torah sources that one verse will contain both terms, plural and singular, as in this same Torah portion in chapter 20, Perkhof, verse 15, Posuk Tesvav, where the Torah reads, Vayar ha'am, the nation saw in the singular, Vayanu'u vayamdu merachoik, and they trembled and stood from afar, all in the plural. We have an example of this as well in the portion of Bishalach, in Perakudalid chapter 14, in Pasuk Lamed Aleph, verse 31, where we read, Vayar Yisrael, and the nation saw in the singular, God's mighty hand, and then it switches to the plural, and the verse tells us, Vayiru ha'am, and they saw Vayaminu and they believed. As well, we want to understand the following. At first glance, it seems that the source for Rashi's explanation is the Mechilta. But the Mechilta teaches every place that it says Vayiso, they traveled, and Vayachanu, they camped. They traveled with strife and camped with strife. But here in our situation, they were all equal with one heart. And therefore, the verse teaches, Vayichan Sham Yisrael, Neget Ahar. There by this mountain, the nation of Israel encamped. Those are the words of the Mechilta. There are differences in Rashi's terminology to that of the Mechilta. Among the differences, in the Mechilta it says, here they were all equal with one heart. Rashi phrases it, like one man with one heart. Another difference is that in the Mechilta it says that they traveled with strife, encamped with strife. And in Rashi, he teaches of the strife using two different terms, tarumis, with complaints, and bimachleikis, with strife. And a third difference is that the Mechilta concludes the explanation with the words, therefore the verse states, vayichan, and they were camped by the mountain. Rashi, however, only quotes the words Vayichan Sham Yisrael and omits the words Neged Ahar at the mountain completely in his explanation. We also want to understand a very similar and only slightly different explanation stated in the studied in the portion of Bishalach. In chapter 14, Perak Yudalid, we read that Pari and his chariots drew near to the nation as they stood before the Sea of Reeds. And the verse tells us, Vayisu es enehem, and they lifted their eyes, the nation of Israel lifted their eyes, and behold, Mitzrayim is advancing after them. Rashi quotes the word, the words, Neseya acharehem, advancing after them, 
or pursuing them, which is in the singular form, noisea, and not noisim, noisim would be plural, and explains with one heart like one man. In this case, Rashi does not quote the word Mitzrayim, Egypt, to the two words as the verse does, Mitzrayim, Noisea Achareim, Egypt is pursuing them, as Rashi does here, quoting Vayichan Shom Yisrael, there Israel camped in our Parsha. And the reason seems to be that as we mentioned earlier in our discussion, in our discussion, the word Yisrael, and here in Bishalach, back in Bishalach, the word Mitzrayim, it means the nation. And this would conflict with the meaning of the word Noisea, they advanced in singular form. But this, is, uh, but this arouses new questions. The verse says, Mitzrayim Noisea Achareihim, Egypt is pursuing them, in the singular which in itself contradicts Rashi's emphasis of the meaning, belave echod, with one heart, ki'ish echod, as one man, as Rashi explains that verse. Also, why does Rashi also quote the word achareihem, pursuing after them? And the order of the words in Rashi's explanation, too, is a question. In our portion in Yisrael, the words are ki'ishachad, like one man, belevechad, with one heart. But in Bishalach, Rashi explains, the Egyptians pursuing the nation as with one heart, as one man. The explanation for all of this, using the plural form and then sometimes the singular, in regards to a group or a nation of people, is likely in reference to a nation which can occur in two, mo- in, excuse me, is likely in reference to an action which can occur in two modes. When a collective do something together and in unison they can be referenced in singular form because all are performing one and the same action. And when the action is taken in various styles or approaches through various people in a group or in a people, they would be referenced in plural. Because in that case, there's nothing that actually unifies them as a single entity. But when we're talking about feelings or a thought process within a group, where identical feelings or identical thoughts is never possible, the reference will always be in the plural. So it's not at all surprising that a nation can be referenced to as a group in plural or in singular, and sometimes in both terms in one single verse, because the subject determines this tense. And so when we see in the verse, Vayar Yisrael Esayad Hagdoila, or Hagdoil, the nation saw God's great hand in the singular, vayar, and they in plural feared and then in plural believed. They saw literally as one 
what God did in Egypt, hence Vayar. They saw in the singular, but their fear of God and their belief of God was individualized, hence the plural tense, as each one experienced this differently. And so too in our Parsha. The nation all saw in singular, but contrary to that singularity, they trembled in plural and stood from afar in plural, as determined by their vastly different individual emotional experiences. Now in the verse in Beshalach, Pare drew near, and the nation lifted their eyes and beheld Egypt, Noisea Acharehem, pursuing them. Egypt's pursuit of them in the singular, and the emphasis is not on the pursuit, but on their intention in this pursuit, hunting the nation down to do evil. As Pare's heart and the hearts of his people had turned to evil against the nation of Israel. And they weren't a unit in their evil intention. There were varying levels of evil intent. Pare, his sorcerers, those in Egypt who feared the word of God, those who didn't, and then there were those who begged Pare to redeem the Jewish people. And therefore, that word Nisea, pursuing, should have been plural. And because it's not, Rashi says, Belevechod ki'ishechod, with one intention, and that unified intention was Acharehem, to pursue and hunt down the Jewish nation. In that, they were as one heart. Their hatred fueled them all equally. And so they were like one person. Hence, this specific order in the words, Belevechod, all the same intention, fueling this hatred and turning them into one person, Ki'ishechod. So too in our Parsha, in explaining the words, Vayichan Sham Neged Hahar, they camped there beside the mountain. They, in the singular, camped by the mountain. We already know that they camped in the desert. From a previous verse that tells us, Vayachanu Bamidbar, they camped, plural, in the desert. So we must then say that this additional statement about their encampment in our verse, Vayichan, in the singular form, beside the mountain, is about how they camped there in preparation for receiving the Torah. In that case, though, there's a question. Everyone's spiritual preparation for Matan Torah was also different. Each person, according to their spiritual source and level, there was Moshe and Aharon and the 70 elders, and then more levels, and those who doubted God even after they crossed the sea, all different. So should the expression in this verse not have been Vayachanu, they camped in plural? And so Rashi quotes only the words Vayichan Shom Yisrael, they, singular, encamped as a people, as a nation, they experienced the unity. It was not necessarily about being by the mountain, readying themselves to receive the Torah. And this unity as a people evoked a feeling of oneness in their hearts as well. All desired the same one thing to receive the Torah. 
This then helps us understand the difference between one heart like one man of the Egyptians and like one man with one heart of the Jewish nation. The Egyptians became as one man because they were as one heart in their intention to pursue the Jewish nation. But as Egyptians, there was no real unity between them or among them. Hence, Rashi quotes the word, the words Neisea Acharehim pursued them and doesn't quote the earlier word of the verse, Mitzrayim Neisea Acharehim, Egypt is pursuing them because they were not unified as a nation. But the unity among the Jewish nation was just that, a unified Jewish people, like one man. And so Rashi quotes the verse in our portion, saying, Vayichan Shom Yisrael. There Israel encamped, quoting the name of our people Yisrael, and that is where they camped. This unity then brought the Belevechad, the unity in their hearts, a unified desire to receive the Torah. The Mechilta, however, is of the opinion that their unity is expressed in that they were equal in their hearts. They all equally desired the receiving of the Torah. And so the Mechilta quotes the words Neged Hahar, by the mountain, the purpose for which they were camped there. According to Rashi's opinion, that there were two ideas in this unity, their united experience as a people and their united desire for Torah, we can also understand the dual term used in Rashi's continuation of his explanation that all other encampments were strife and argument-filled. The verse highlights Shum there at Sinai is where they camped. And so we understand that this unity was specific to Shum. It was specific to there at Sinai. But other encampments were fraught with arguments and strife. All other encampments lacked unity in two areas. They argued among themselves, certainly not an experience of Ki'isha Chod as one man, and Tarumois, there was struggle between them regarding God, so certainly not with one heart. Looking more deeply into the Hasidic understanding of these ideas, we ponder that the world, the world is a public domain, and everything seems dissociated from everything else. This separation is most clearly seen among people, human beings, who God created to look different from one another and to think differently from one another. These differences affect our actions, which we base on our, intellect, on our intellect and on our emotions. And so we do things that are not only incongruent with what others do, but even negating what others do. The idea of unity in the world is connected with God revealing his oneness, a oneness that transcends worlds. With this in mind, we can speak to the difference between Mechelta and Rashi's explanation. The revelation of one God in this world manifests through two things 
that are higher than world, Torah and the Jew, for whom the world was in fact created. According to the Melchilta, the revelatory transcendent experience of the giving of the Torah affected us even before it manifested, before as we prepared for Matan Torah. And they were already then a united people as with one heart to receive the Torah. But Rashi's opinion is that the literal intention of the verse, when they were yet before Matan Torah, doesn't speak to the revelation that would be already impacting their unity. Rather, it was a result of their united souls, an experience of unity that transcends reason and logic, and logic and reason is not a shared thing. The essential point of their Jewishness, an experience not of the mind, but of the heart, revealed when they were redeemed from Egypt, impacted them now, and they camped ki'ishachod like one man. That unity as a people, that oneness, awoke a desire and even a thirst for receiving the Torah, the Levechod, with a single united heart. Even though the true unity flows from the central point of one's Jewishness, the Yechida, the oneness of God himself, as it manifests only in a Jewish soul, as God created everything to correspond, the holy to the unholy, a glimmer of this unity can also be observed in the non-Jew, and thereby we can understand how the Egyptians, similar to what occurred for the Jewish nation, experienced a belevechod, a united heart experience, bringing them to a status of ki'ishachod, like one people. The difference is, however, that a non-Jew cannot experience that essential oneness, and so it can only be a result of the united hatred that they had for the Jews. For a Jew, however, that essential point of one's Jewishness is his essence, and so there can be total unity, ki'ishachod, as one man. Now, though this true unity that a Jew can access because of the level of yechida is not available to the non-Jew, nevertheless, because Matan Torah removed the decree that kept godliness and creation apart, al and Tachtonim separate, B'nai Noyach, the sons of Noyach, the Gentiles too, were impacted by this to hear the divine force that is enclosed within them. And hearing this, and of course the divine force is the experience of oneness or unity, an experience of unity can manifest for the non-Jew, like the unity among Jews, not exactly like among Jews who can hear the divine force that transcends worlds and garments, that transcendent oneness that allows for ki'ish echad among Jews. This idea that post the giving of the Torah, non-Jews too have access to a level of godliness that transcends separation because the decree of separation was removed, is actually expressed in a law regarding the fulfillment of the seven Noahide laws. The halacha 
is that a non-Jew may not fulfill these seven Noahide laws because he has made some sort of informed decision to do so, but rather because God gave these mitzvahs when he gave the Torah and informed us through Moshe Rabbeinu that the sons of Noach had been so commanded. And since every person, each and every person, must declare that the world was created for him alone, Bishvili Nivra Ha'ilam, and he has the task of transforming it into a personal space for God, then every Jew must attempt to not only spread the teachings of Torah, but also to influence the Bnei Noyach to fulfill the seven Noahide laws, the seven mitzvahs, and to do so because God so commanded in the Torah.